are, bottom of the Smash Mountain, and also the lovely Twitch, YouTube, and maybe perhaps even Twitter live of the legendary Wes, twitch.tv slash legendary Wes, also YouTube slash legendary Wes. And this is the very, very, I'll try not to use the word legendary, but the someone who <laughs> has been part of the melee scene from day one, Deadly we'll Alliance's very own Wes. How are... <laughs> How are you doing tonight? We're dealing with some technical stuff, but that's always the thing yeah, with technology, it's always, right? It's always issues with me, man. Technology don't like me, <laughs> like especially especially when it comes to doing things that are very important. Like when it's for when it's me doing something with people, it's always an issue by myself or just on a whim, like random stuff. Technology works, but when it comes time to do a podcast, or I got this crazy stream idea or video idea. Something random happens always, but um, I mean I'm, I'm blessed. I'm happy to be here. Um, you know I'm back into the scene, playing the game. Well, back into the melee scene. I never really left the scene, but I'm back into the melee scene. And um, you know the game is fun for me again. So that's one of the main reasons why I really enjoy, you know, the game. And it's really cool that you. That you're more involved with melee specifically again, but like you said, you uh, from what I could tell, you never really left Smash as a whole. You just played Brawl when Brawl came out. You played Smash Four when that mm -hmm. came out. You and are now playing Ultimate, and you have mm -hmm. players who are on the Deadly Alliance team in an official way who play Ultimate yeah. as well. So mm -hmm. you never really left Smash like altogether, but no. you no. you didn't stick with melee exclusively. Once the other no. Smash games came out, you played those, right? Yeah, I played those. Um, well, when Brawl came out, I played Melee and Brawl. And then I kind of shifted more so towards Brawl when Melee started to dwindle, you know. Um, the scene started just dying out. And I kind of started getting tired of the game. So I said, okay, let me play Brawl. Um, this is a breath of fresh air. Let's see what it's all about. And, you know, I played Brawl. And then I just went Smash 4. Then I went to um, what other game? Uh... You know, ultimate. So I played every iteration of Smash, even Project M. I played as well. So I played all Smash games, even some um other platform fighters. I like I like platform fighters. So if it catches my eye, I'm going to, I'm going to play it for uh I don't know how long time, but I'm going to play it till my heart is content. You know. And you're just a gamer in general. I mean, it's not mm -hmm. just playing platform fighters. I mean, I see you playing other games, whether it's being released onto your YouTube channel or if you're streaming it. If a game catches your eye, you're just going to play it, and that's how you like to roll. It's not necessarily a bad thing to f say, oh, I want to play this game and play Like, of course, that's what mm -hmm. they're there for, instead of like feeling obligated to stick to one game or one genre. Yeah, I'm, I'm a gamer at heart. Like, I... Like, believe it or not, I don't really care too much for um, fighting games or games of competition, per se. I like co-op games, and I like, yeah, I like co-op games, adventure games, and a lot of old-school games. Um, as you can tell on my, like, from the, my YouTube channel, I play, like, a lot of retro games, old-school games, um, uh, cooperative games. That's just how I am. I like working with people together. Um, the reason I like Smash is because it was more, or rather, platform fighters in general. They bring a different flavor. They bring different flavor to the fighting game genre, and 
it's the thing is too you got more options uh it's the wide range of characters it's more open world rather than just being stuck in like a box i call like traditional fighting games like captivity fighters because they can't really like (laughs) go that far it's like you're you're just stuck in this confined to the small box of space that you got to fight in so that's why i like smash there's so much going on so many things you have to worry about And, and like every and the, another thing about it is like nothing is definitive in smash like you could tell like everybody has their own combos you could tell who is playing with what character because the way the game is all of the different elements you could use um according to your character and your play style as a player so that's why i like uh platform fighters in general especially obviously smash and of course when melee came out like it was already immediately apparent that it was just a step above smash 64 which is a fantastic game and i love playing that even still shout mm-hmm. outs to smash remix who just sure. recently put in mewtwo and marth into smash 64 like that's super cool but you got it, man. when when melee came out that was around the time where you're again you're getting into getting into all kinds of different kinds of games, but you play Melee, it catches your attention, and you're in New York City, there's other people playing, but you didn't get involved right away. From what I can tell from your origin story, like it didn't all start like right off the bat, off the bat with like going to tournaments and such. That might have taken a, like not like five years or anything, but it wasn't like day one you played and said, okay, I'm going to go to t- all these tournaments now, right? No, no, no. The way it started is that well, it's my my passion for the game started. I was playing with my brother. You know, I was playing with my relatives, and oh, uh, we loved playing with items. And we all we liked what we did was we played against each other. But then more so, like I said, we are competitive. Me and my brothers don't really like playing against each other. So what we would do is, um, we would play against the computer players. We put them on the highest level with all items on. Stages like um, Saffron City, one of my favorite stages in uh, Smash 64. Um, and we would do crazy challenges. Like, we'll put the computer on. Like, a, we'll give the computer a crazy handicap so you know that they're heavy. So that would be, like, our challenge me and my brother would do. Um, then eventually we got good and we started beating the computer that way. And then one of my um, best friends to this day, um, he challenged me uh, before he was my best friend. He challenged me and my relatives, so I guess my relatives versus his in Smash. So what we did was, okay, we played them, they beat us. But since I was like the best in my family at the game, uh, I started coming back and I had the, I guess the competitive nature in me for, for Smash to keep trying to play them and get better at the game and uh, learn from them. So eventually we all started playing with each other uh, me and my best friend and his family, we started playing with each other all, very often. And then Smash, you know, Melee came out. And then when Melee came out, um, we started training. We started, ra- rather, we got the Japanese version of it to have it ahead of everybody else and still play it because we was fiending for the game. Um, wow. But, at, like, even during then, we wasn't thinking about tournaments. We was just thinking about being real good at the game. And every weekend, I'll never forget these moments. Like, shout-outs to Brian. Um, or Bri, me and my friends would call him. It was a guy that we every weekend, every Friday night after school, 
uh, me and my friends will all get together around my neighborhood and we'll walk from like, let's just say 20 blocks from where we left, where we lived all the way to his house to play smash from like Friday at like eight o'clock all the way to Saturday morning, nonstop playing smash, but we'll mainly play teams. Um, cause teams, we, I love teams. So we'll mainly play teams and then eventually, uh, we met one of my uh, best friend's rivals in Smash 64. Um, he, uh, and this is when, you know, Melee was around. This was at least, I would say, six to, when did Melee come out? Melee came out in November, I think. November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I would say nine months in Melee, uh, we met up with my my best friend's rival, and he was talking about how since he beat him in 64, since they, you know, since they had a rivalry going from 64, um, he's hosting a tournament in his basement. And he wanted us to come to see how we do. So me and my friend, you know, me and my friend and his family, we like, right, we got to go to this tournament, man. We, you know, we've been playing far too long. We beat everybody we played against. Um, and we, you know, we're really good at the game. And, you know, the stereotype back in the days until and, and kind of till this day is that Japanese players are, you know, just ridiculous at fighting uh, video games in general, especially competitively. So me and my best friend and his family uh, thought that we were going to get destroyed by Japanese players. So, you know, we went to this first time. It was called Best in New York, hosted by Marcel, a.k.a. Cello. Shout outs to him. Um and then when we went to the tournament, we wind up placing top three. And then from then, we kind of like it gave us the, you know, the um, incentive to keep playing the game. And we was like, oh, we might actually be good, good at this game. Plus, we like the game anyway. So it was like a no brainer for us to continue to play. And so I guess to answer your question, it didn't start day one tournaments. Tournaments, I honestly would think, at least for the East Coast, best uh, Ben was probably the first tournament on the East Coast uh, when Smash came out. I would think so, because we didn't hear about it from anywhere else. Could be wrong, but as far as I'm concerned, I think Ben was probably the first tournament um, hosted in New York City. I mean, rather, East Coast, at the very least. It's just so interesting. Like it, Like, it didn't take you know, years for, for everybody to start thinking, oh, we should just organize our own tournaments. It did happen within a year. Tournaments mm-hmm. were starting to pop up and maybe starting to happen with more of like a regularity. Somebody saying, I'll run a tournament. And then afterwards saying, oh, I'll do this again. And that's just, that's just how it began. But I would say, and you can disagree with me here. Do you think you have two different origin stories with Melee? Because hearing about the Black Empowerment Melee Inventational from earlier this year, which mm-hmm. Homemade Waffles, uh, Brandon, hosted uh, the uh, online Inventational, was sort of like a second beginning with you in Melee, not that you had stopped playing for like over 10 years or anything. In fact, I think you won a tournament even like in 2017 somewhere in New York City playing Melee, but yeah, like, you had been disconnected from Melee at least a little bit leading up to the beginning of this year. Would you agree mm-hmm. with that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been disconnected from LA for a bit, like in regards to uh, playing competitively. Like I would dip my head in here and there, 
but there was always like, you know, life stuff preventing me, um, me just not liking the game as much. So it's just like a whole bunch of different things that really um, prevented me from going wholeheartedly into melee, you know? So um, one of the reasons why I came, I mean, I was supposed to come back 2017 where I won like one or two tournaments. I was placing pretty decent at tournaments. Uh, But the issue was is that a lot of venues that we were at started closing down, like Nebulous closed down. Um, it was just a bad time uh, for Melee. I, it's like every time I want to come back, there's always some bad time uh, for Melee, and I would just wind up leaving. Uh, part of the reason why, I, when I like go get into competition, I kind of you know thrive to be like one of the best. So I want like a decent amount of training for me to, you know, to be able to compete against the top players. But if I come back and there's certain things taken from me, like maybe facilities to play the game and find people to play, or even people in my, uh, whatchamacallit, my region that are as enthusiastic as me to play, that kind of makes it tough for me to even care about the game, you know? But then part of the uh, Black Empowerment Melee Invitational, like one of the first things I remember hearing about that event, other than that it was happening, was we're we're getting a lot of different people, not just from Melee, but also from the ultimate side of things that are going to enter in some of these brackets. It's not just going to be singles. There was going to be doubles and like, I think like a volleyball bracket or something like that. The It mm-hmm. was the new build that had been released somewhat recently up to that time. But also we're getting like old school players back, like Wes is coming back and I'm going, oh, Wes from the documentary. Oh, that's very cool. And like, I mm-hmm. think that's around the time that I started following your YouTube because I looked up to see, it's like, is Wes on Twitter? I was on like YouTube or whatever. And so it was really cool to see that you had been, you know, here and there, like putting stuff out, like still active, like still doing things. I just, I just hadn't known. So then I see like you were like happy with, like not a hundred percent with like the competitive side of things. I don't think you like placed as well as you would have wanted to in the actual singles bracket, but that you had mm-hmm. liked being part of that event. And that sort of like was sort of a uh, kickstarter to you playing in more slippy stuff online and just trying to enter in more events with melee specifically, or am I wrong? Mm-hmm. No, you're right about that. Um, I wasn't happy about my performance, but I understood uh, why I got that you know, that placing is, uh, I was supposed to train a bit more before the invitational because I, you know, I had, I guess, a decent amount of notice before the event, but it's just a bunch of, what what's the word for it? You know, it's just, you know, being a, a an adult now. Oh, so you yeah. get caught up <laughs> in other stuff. So, you know, I kind of just dropped the ball when it came to training. I try to it's kind of like being a college student. You have this paper that's due. The college <laughs> professor gave you like a month to do the paper, but you want to freaking cram everything in two days. But that's what I did. And, you know, I can't really I can't really get mad that I lost, you know, to those people. Although, you know, I still want to get my revenge on them. But, you know, I understood. And now I felt like this is a good time to come back because of the tools that I have to get better at the game. 
I didn't, these tools were not available to me uh, every time I, you know, poked my head to come back into the community. Uh, and the reason why I say that is uh, I don't have to worry about going outside my house to train. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to worry about uh, if a facility is going to close down. I don't have to worry about trying to grab people's arms to train with them as much. You know, the the world is at my platter. You know, the world's my platter. Like, I can literally go online and find so many different tools for me to use. There's YouTube. Um, there's there's uh, training packs or, or Uncle Punch. Yeah. There's 20, 20XX. I got the Samus Discord. Shout-outs to them. You know, they've been giving me... I've been, like, looking at little pointers from them. I'm learning from the new Samus players. Um, so it's like I got all these tools. And then you got, obviously, the one and only Fizzy, who's, rep- who's responsible for Slippy. Like, big shout-outs to him and whoever else was helping them put it together. Um, I don't have to worry about finding competition. Like, there's always this, like, an endless pool of people to play against, you know? So I don't have to worry about all of the things that I needed to get better you know i just need a computer controller decent internet and you know be competent at the game and i can get better you know so that's one of the reasons why i was excited and my mind is a little different than what it was back in the days um uh, back in the days i never really cared too much about losing but like now i'm in a mindset where i don't care about my like when i play even though back in the days i never really cared about my losing and my reputation like but nowadays i kind of i like the fact that people think i suck or you know if anybody thinks i suck or washed up or never going not going to make it or not mentioned you know like it's kind of like me starting over from scratch i like that i mean some people don't like that some people like damn you know i'm this legend everybody should respect me you don't know who i am (laughs) You don't know what I did? No, I wouldn't like me. I would like to earn, you know, my respect again or earn my status again, you know? I mean, obviously, you can respect my past, but I don't want to get the red carpet pulled out for me because of what I've done. I want you, you know, people could acknowledge who I was and what I did, but at the same token, you know, I want, I just, I, I just appreciate, you know, being put at the you know having to work my way from the bottom to the top again um and it's keeping my mind you know open to new things with the character and how i approach competition in the community you know i take but that's how i kind of got good in the beginning in the beginning i would take advice from even the i would i would look at even the worst the quote-unquote worst uh players and take little things that they did you know, even though that you you may be the worst player, you might have stuff that you do that other players don't like. The best players do, and you can grab it and put it into your game. So that's how that's my mindset when it comes to um, Smash, or just returning back into the scene. That's very and it's good and it's good content. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I I think that a lot of people like. I think they do match like sort of what you were like what you hope to see where they're going like oh mm-hmm. it's really cool that Wes is competing again but also saying like you know there's 
like here here's something uh that i'm recommending for you to do to like improve or whatever like you could do this you could join this discord have you heard about overclocking controllers which i have not looked into at all it looks complicated but oh and uh shout outs to diego underscore goo for dropping a follow very cool mm -hmm. thanks for the follow oh oh and thanks for sub. the sub daddy Let lasagna thanks for the sub love that shout outs yeah continue to wear that chosen badge with pride but anyway keep going <laughs> I wanted to ask you about what you think about watching like some of the higher level Samuses from today. I'm thinking oh. mainly about the swooper who won mm -hmm. an event actually somewhat recently. There was a, there was an event up in new England area called like the, I think it was G town Tom's birthday bash or something. It was a mm -hmm. 96 person tournament. A lot of good mm -hmm. players there, but the swooper came out on top. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't see any of the sets. They're probably somewhere on YouTube, uh -huh. but, it was just really cool because Swooper is a Samus main, went Samus yeah, the whole yeah, way yeah. through the bracket. Like, do you look at, like, what the quote-unquote best Samuses are doing now uh, in terms of, like, looking at how they play? Or do you just prefer mm -hmm. to see, like, just short little clips as compared to watching whole matches? Oh, hold on for one second. Sorry about yep, that. No All right. For four months, Daddy Lasagna, for four months, let's go! Love to see that. Is anybody dropping anything into the chat? Broken Fingers said, I hear the voices. <laughs> Me too, I guess. Broken Fingers, are you still in chat? Yo, Broken Fingers is still in chat. That's awesome. That's very cool. Just hanging out, lurking in stream. We appreciate that. Sorry about that. Give me All right, so um, to answer your question, one second, let me get a little jug of water. So anyway, to answer your question, oh yeah, um, I speak to Swooper. Hey, he's my boy, man. I'm cool. I'm cool with Swooper. Um, I watch almost every Samus I can when I get the time, uh, because I think all of them have. I think of Samus a bunch of what is it? I think of all the Samus players. Like, what's what's the best way to to uh, to summarize this? I I, I would just want to say all the Samuses are kind of like. Let's just say, um, the Planeteers. Let's just say that, right? All of them have something. All of them have something, but 
I think if somebody's able to harness everything that all of them have and put it into one, that would be the ultimate Samus, in my opinion. And I honestly think Samus is probably top tier. Like, but she's like a honorary mention, top tier. Like she's she's like say this is high in top tier. She's kind of like hanging on the ledge of top tier. And her legs is dangling on top tier. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. I mean, sorry, yeah. She's holding on the ledge of top tier and she's her legs is dangling, touching top uh high tier. So she's like in between that, barely top tier, but more so high tier, you know? So she's like in between that. And that's because of her her maintenance. Her maintenance is ridiculous because you have to use in order to win with Sam's, you gotta use everything she has, all her tools. Um, which is why I watch almost every Samus player when I can. Um, I still have a bunch I have to look at. Like I could just name all the Samus players that I catch there, you know, catch with the oh, you got that? Okay. We get that. Oh, thank you, sir. Oh, thank you, sir. So Swooper, I watch his you know, I watch his gameplay. Um Swooper, I watch uh Pi sometimes. I watch um Starts with a K. Forgot his name, man. Katana, something like that. Something like that. Cause forgot his name. I'm, but I, I just can't remember right now. But he's another good Samus that's been doing well. I've seen there was one stream I was laughing because he was getting LS uh, Logan. I guess he calls himself now. Uh, yep. Um, mm-hmm. he, he was getting Logan pissed off, and I was just laughing. I'm like, why are you getting pissed off at Samus, bro? You play with Marth. Like Marth <laughs> is Marth beat Samus. Like that's that's like a sixty forty matchup, if anything. So. When people lose to Samus, I, when people get frustrated fighting Samus, I just laugh because, especially if you play with Fox, Falco, Sheik, Marth, you crying about Samus, man. You got you have no. Just stop crying about Samus, man. Until you lived lived not a day, but lived years or months in our shoes and fighting against competent players who know how to fight Samus. I don't want to hear your mouth, man. I don't want to hear your mouth at all. But um, yeah, I watch Swooper, I watch Pi, I watch uh, I think his name, his name is oh Kata, um, I watch some old footage of Duck, Hugo. I mean, I keep going. Hugs, um, <laughs> Plup. I even watch some of my old videos. Um, I have Spaceballs. My boy Dope, I watch his stuff too. Even though he don't have too much online, I watch his. I watch every Samus I can, and then I'm, I'm missing this guy. Uh, damn, how am I forgetting his name, man? He plays with the uh, Green Samus, uh, from Midwest. Oh, Morse Code. There we go. I watch him. I played against him a bunch of times. So, yeah, those guys are nice. All of them. All of those Samus players are good. And hopefully, for for yourself, mm-hmm. like you're you're seeing what they're doing, and you say, "I want to do that. I want to try to piece mm-hmm. it all together." And mm-hmm. You, you can mm-hmm. see, like, the improvement path for yourself of how you can get better and better at Melee. I think that's something that some people struggle with. Like, they can't see exactly all the steps that they need to get better, maybe because they're still really green. Like, they, they just have so much to learn that it feels overwhelming. And then maybe for other people, they're playing well within their own mm-hmm. either net play region or IRL region if, if they're going to, like, some of the uh, locals that have started to be hosted again. 
but mm-hmm. they're they're saying, well, now I need to wait for a major like Riptide or Low Tide City or Main Stage and hopefully do well at that, or maybe they can't even afford to travel, so now they're just left wondering, well, now what? But for yourself, it seems like you, you kind of have an idea of this is mm-hmm. how I want to get better. It just takes this amount of work and practice and, of course, putting it all together in a bracket. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason behind that is um, one big thing that people do is they, uh, like you said, they beat themselves up. um, And the biggest, the biggest issue people, the biggest problem uh, that's detrimental to anybody's improvement is that they compare themselves to other, they compare themselves to other people like, oh, I, you know, this person put X amount of time and they got these results. I should be able to um, put in the same amount of time and get X amount of results. You got to understand that everybody's different. And sometimes that person that reached that, you know, that particular level uh, point of their career, you know, the smash career uh, at such a fast rate um sometimes they plateau so maybe it's taking you longer because you maybe you might not plateau you know you might keep going but it might just be a slower process for you it might just be you know this month you learn this that month you learn that that month you beat this person that month you know so it's all one big thing of not comparing yourself to anybody else like you just focus on working on those small goals and achieving them. Like me, I'm not worried about winning or losing like that. I am worried about implementing things I want to implement in my head. So one week I'll be like, oh, I learned this tactic. Let me optimize this tactic this week and see how it works against X amount of players, play style, X amount of characters. And then I just start internally checking off who does it work against, what character it works against. And then if ultimately it does work against maybe this set of people, this set of characters, then I'll keep it and just keep a mental note that, okay, this is when to use it. But if I, if it just doesn't work and I'm forcing it, I just get rid of it completely. Okay. That was out of the picture. At least I mean I failed, but at least I learned that it doesn't work rather than it being a what if moment. So that's how people gotta approach the game if you're trying to get better. Like you gotta experiment, you gotta I keep telling people you gotta take your lumps. Like yo, there's some streams I'll be on I'll be on fire. I'll be destroying people. Right? But then there's other streams where I'm doing I'm doing okay. But then I run into this freaking boss battle where the dude is beating my behind. He's like sometimes two stocking me, three stocking me. You see me like this. I'm just locked in and playing. Oh, I'm I'm liking this, yo. It's like it's kind of like you're in a dojo. I'm in a dojo. And I'm getting like my I'm getting like black eyes. I see my blood. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm smiling. Most people be like, yo, he's beating me up, man. All this training, I'm getting knocked out. No. I like seeing my own blood. People are like on a on the Smash Battlefield. I love seeing my blood because it's like, damn, it's more. I'm the type of person that I like other 
reaching to the end and and like everything flowing or thinking like damn there's more to learn like you know there's more to learn to this particular thing that i'm doing and that brings excitement to me you know if i feel like i'm in a game that even if even if there's more to learn and i learn these things and i'm not gonna win i'm not gonna touch it like for example i know some people out there is gonna hate me for this but brawl is the worst smash of all time gonna keep it at that you know i'm gonna i'm, gonna, I'm actually i'm gonna extend it bro sometimes no matter what uh, if you pick the certain character meta knight meta knight ice climbers rule that game so get all the learning you want the probability of you winning is very slim to none whether you learn x y and z now samus and melee is a different story samus is an underdeveloped still an underdeveloped character till this day so I feel once people really harness um, all her tools, and like I tell everybody, the Samus is the Batman of the game. Uh, she has so many tools, but you got to know when to use it. That's the issue a lot of Samus players have. That's that's the bar. That's basically the biggest issue almost every Samus player has playing with Samus. Um, it's either they they um they use a little bit of tools. Or they have so many tools and use it at the wrong time. Or they think some of like I'm sure <laughs> I'm gonna shout this out the hugs, right? They, there's a lot of tools they know about, but they just don't think it's viable to use, so they don't use it. So it's like Batman, he's fighting a, a particular enemy where this is hugs, right? He, you fighting, he's fighting, he's Batman, he's fighting a particular enemy, right? And you have to wait for this one window to use this particular item in your utility belt. But he doesn't want to use it because he's like, why should I have to wait to use this one move? But what uses one move to take out this enemy? But it's to kill the enemy. It's their weakness. Hugs don't want to do that. He wants to stick to his basics and chip damage and do X, Y, and Z rather than using something that could it basically kill somebody in like a few hits or take somebody by surprise and then you got the whole match. So it's like a combination of just a whole bunch of different issues that Samus players have, you know, that causes them or causes them to not take Samus to a level that I would think Samus should have been already. That's another reason why I came back because I thought me being gone um, I'll start seeing Samus' win tournaments or majors. I'm not saying a crap ton of majors. I'm just saying maybe one, two, three a year, maybe. Is that so much to ask Samus plays? Yeah, I guess that <laughs> I guess that is too so much to ask because I haven't seen it yet. So that's part of the reason why I was like, I'm back. I told people, I don't know how, how long I'm back for because, you know, life, I'm older. But, um... I would say at least a year or two, I'm going to try my best to get to where I want. I'm not rushing it. I'm having fun with it. I'm not going to stress myself out like, oh, my gosh. It's been freaking six months. I'm still losing to these people. It's going to take time, man. It's going to take time. I thought Melee was going to go somewhere. I thought Melee was eventually going to die, but what's was wrong? Melee ain't going nowhere. Slippy. We're in a slippy arc right now. Melee is not going anywhere for a long time. Unless Nintendo makes Melee HD or they tell or Slippy uh Nintendo tells Slippy, 
I mean, Fizzy, like, yo, you gotta shut, you gotta shut the Slippy Studio down. No more, <laughs> no more, no more Slippy. Get that out of here. But until then, man, ain't going nowhere. But then, even then, somebody gonna find. We're gonna find somebody somewhere to revive Melee somehow. Like I know people talk about these different. Uh, here's here's my thing, right? I was thinking about making a video, but I I give you a little spoiler, right? So, people talk about how Melee has like there's like a Mount Rushmore of Melee, right? And they put people like uh, I think Mango, Hungry Box, all that stuff. Why are you putting these guys there? I understand they mad nice at the game. That's good, right? They, you know, they brought fans into the game, right? To the community, right? Mm -hmm. But Mount Rushmore to me is like the people who are responsible for keeping the scene alive, growing the scene, right? I would put people like Fizzy, Mount Rushmore. He's up there. Uh, Samux, Mount Rushmore. He's up there. Um... Who else? There's other people too. I'm probably missing, but I mean, I'm gonna throw another name out there, right? MLG, I think, kind of helped because uh, the whole Smash documentary led to MLG doing this like little thing with Melee and Samux, that little interview thing. So they, um, he deserved uh, MLG. They put their little logo up there in Mount Rushmore. So like this, those are the people, like the people who do work like that, like to tournament organizers. Um, people who make documentary because they get out to the masses, to the people who aren't used to the game. Like, shoot, they make people like Mango, myself. Um, uh, they project. It's like they send a bat signal to the world of how you know of 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 people like myself, Mango, Hungry Box, how you know how we lived our lives, and it, it, you know it makes people it gives people an incentive to come into the scene. So, same thing with MLG. Uh, uh, you know, they put Smash in the forefront when it came to, you know, growing the scene and people even knowing about the scene. And then Fizzy, come on now. Fizzy, it it brought the Smash scene, or rather the Melee scene, to the Wi-Fi warriors or the people who couldn't leave their house. Because let's let's be real. Nobody wants to always go to a Smash tournament like, I have to worry about uh, the CRTs. No tournament. That's one of that's tournament organizers' worst nightmare. Those big ass CRTs. So, for you to be able to run tournaments from your luxury of your own home and your freaking PJs, your underwear playing somebody, best of five. Come on, man. Come on. You know, there's some tournaments I'm chilling, chilling in my PJs. Uh, freaking tank top. Best of five. I got freaking some salmon in the oven while I'm playing somebody. In between sets, I'm eating my salmon, my 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 salad, drinking my sorrow. Then after the tournament or in between the tournament, I'm you know saying what's up to my wife, kissing on the cheek, you know, hugging her and stuff. Then at the end of the tournament, I ain't got to worry about no train ride home. I'm laying in the bed, chilling with my wife, watching TV. Come on, man, you can't beat that, yo. Shout out to this guy Slippy once again, yo. Shout out to this dude, man. This, Craziness, man. Because it's the it's the first net code and net play mm -hmm. that Smash has ever had across the, all the games that is actually yeah. almost identical with local play. And of course, mm -hmm. there's a lot of magic behind local play, but 
hearing people's stories about Reptide, the most recent major that happened here in the post-pandemic world, they were complaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're complaining about like hardly being able to find any food because like everything in Sandusky, Ohio, closed at like ten o'clock and like that mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, right? Not that mm-hmm. it was like one hundred percent true. Everything was close to ten o'clock or anything, but I was like, yeah, that's typical because it's you know it's Ohio. Come on, it's not Philadelphia or New York City. No. You got it. You got it. Once you once you leave the nest, <laughs> once you leave the nest of New York City, it was like, yo, honestly, everybody from New York City, what is it? I think that's PA. I think I would even say California. They spoiled, man. Once you leave there, you gotta get you gotta get that out your mind. You gotta bring you gotta pack up some food and call it a day because those places close early, bro. Right, but like that's the whole point that you can go to a major and there's a lot of really cool things, but also you're away from home and you're sleeping in a, in a place that's not your own bed. There are things mm-hmm. that happen that you can't really plan for, just different logistical challenges, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Or you can get out of your bed, walk five feet to your computer, and now I'm entering in the net play event. And it's very yes, close to IRL melee. So yes, big shout outs to Fizzy. That's like that is a top a top three, at the very least, biggest thing to ever happen for melee. Because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. keeps it keeps people who have played the game all throughout interested in coming back. Like people mm-hmm. who had either retired or or had moved on to other games, like they're coming back to give it a try. Or how about ultimate players who are playing online and saying, "This is kind of a drag," <laughs> just because of all the input delay. Yeah, uh, not yeah. that it's not that it's always as bad as people make it out to be. You know the memes, but uh-huh. but there is a considerable difference when you go from playing ultimate uh-huh. online to playing Slippy mm-hmm. online. It it feels so much smoother. Yeah, but it, it's like, um. It was like what Esam said, right? He was talking about um because he recently won Glitch. And he was talking about he didn't really enter a major in like years. No, sorry, I'm saying years. Oh, a long time, maybe a year or so. Right. And he barely played any offline. Like he played any barely played anybody offline, if that at all. And most of his training came from either himself, like playing amongst themselves, amongst himself, and him playing online like elite smash or probably grind with people in the lobby you know and it at the end of the day it's it's it boils down to how to train like knowing yourself and how to train those are the two things people don't understand when it comes to getting better at the game you know you really you really have to know how to train if not you're wasting a lot of time once a person learns how to train and what to train and how um how uh how they should train specifically because yes. not everybody's training me- uh, uh, regimen will work as universal so once you figure out what like what uh what works for you in regards to training and what you can comprehend and bring into your game that'll help you uh get better at a faster rate a lot of people don't understand that. So they think it's literally just, oh, let's grind. Let's play these matchups and, and call it a day. But let's just say me and you train with each other, right? People get into this habit. They'll train with, you know, they'll train with, a, they'll train with each other. And then they'll play, like, say if they just need help with a Mario. Let's just say Mario matchup, right? And me and you train with each other. We play. 
and then you go to a tournament. And then or rather me and you train and you be like, oh, I'm ready to play against Mario. I got Mario unlocked. Unlocked. Then you'll go to a tournament and lose to Mario and be like, damn, yo. I did all that training for nothing. Or be like, damn, I just you just they be like, oh, I just you you say this stuff, oh, I just suck. I had all this training from a, a god like Mario player, and I still lost. Sometimes not even about that. It's about how you trained against that Mario player, you know? Or what you grasp from that match. Rather than it being, oh, okay. Some people are like, oh, once I learn this matchup, that's it. It's over. I don't have to learn nothing else. When you got to apply not only the matchup knowledge, but also um, different styles you got to be accustomed to. Because my Mario might be the best at particular style I play with Mario, but then when you fight somebody else, might be another particular style that they mastered that I can't really train you for. So it's just a whole bunch of different dynamics when it can't when it comes to uh being a better player. And that's where people fall short in regards to just being a better player and training. So Wes, have you been able to attend any IRL stuff or is the is the net play slippy experience just too sweet for you right now to get oh, away right, from? Right. Right now, it's too sweet, and I'm waiting for the, the community to figure out what the hell they want to do when it comes to all these uh, IRL tournaments. I honestly think I think it's too early, in my opinion. Mm. Um, the reason why it's too early is because um, I think people are doing it more so two few reasons. People are hungry to get back into the IRL, you know, because they just, um, I guess some people just can't take the lockdown and um, being separated from their friends and fa- rather their friends at tournaments. Um, and a lot of the tournament organizers, they're losing money and I guess opportunities. So they're, you know, they're going rushing these tournaments or rather, you know, hosting these tournaments. And I just think it might be a little bit too soon because shoot, if the government can't even figure out what's going on, one minute they telling us this, next minute they telling us that. Why the hell do you run the tournaments right now? I honestly think it's just too soon. People just people are just hungry to have these majors. I mean, Smash is not going anywhere. We still got online. Online isn't the best, but I just think people should be honest with you. I think people should just play deal with the cards that's dealt with you for now and you know, get your health intact. Uh and other things you know, other things in order, um, more so than just worried about when's the next uh, IRL tournament. That's just me. Um, I'm not trying to, but am I like shaming anybody for doing that? No, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not saying that. I'm just thinking personally, I think we should probably wait for like, a, at least till everything gets sorted out. We, you know, rules. Um, because for example, I've, you know, I, I lurk on Twitter and see things that go on. I'm just like, a lot of stuff could be avoided, but you know, a lot of times I see, uh, like for example, Riptide, they made an announcement that uh, you know, I guess somebody had COVID or whatever the case may be, and they're telling everybody to to get tested, and then I think everybody who intended Riptide, they couldn't attend the following tournament, uh, another tournament that was coming up, I guess, until they get tested or quarantined for like two weeks, some something to that effect, like whatever tournament that was going on a week or two later. No one, they, I guess, I heard that they was banned or something. Some nonsense like that. And I think I heard another event right after um, Glitch. A few other tournaments were canceled or pushed back because people got to get tested. Like, 
it's those kind of things that make me wonder, like, won't people just wait? Because it's like, the juice is not worth the squeeze because what's going to happen is um, there's going to be a lot of inconsistencies when it comes to when tournaments are being ran and hosted, you know? And it might even come to the point where, let's just say, for example, right? You book a tournament, right? I mean, your TO, you got this tournament locked down, right? Let's just say, for example, like you, you, you know, uh, you got CEO, right? You got all of this stuff booked. Uh, people pay their money to enter CEO. Um, and CEO is like maybe three, four months from now, and then another major happens before CEO, right? And right after that major. That happened before CEO, a COVID outbreak happens. What do you do? Based off what based off of the stuff that they do now, is everybody who's at that one major gotta get tested, or CEO might have to cancel or postpone or do some nonsense like that and then uh give everybody their money back or something, or maybe they is non refundable, then people gonna people will be pissed because it's opportunity. And what that creates is people um, being being discouraged from entering majors and paying money for these kind of events because of the fact that all of that stuff happened with CEO and it's just to me it's just a whole bunch of inconsistency um, potential discouragements from people or attendees uh, just a whole bunch of stuff that could be avoided if everyone just chill out for a little bit figure out what we're actually going to do because based off my observations i don't really see uh a solid plan the community has for these kind of events the only thing i've seen is the obvious oh you know vaccination cards have to be shown to enter these events and i think maybe other little uh precautions have been set but ultimately i don't think uh, universal system has been instilled in the community to prevent these kind of inconsistencies um, as it stands. So I think it's just too soon for us to be doing all of this stuff, in my opinion. And, that, and that's the reason why. From the very beginning, Wes, there's never been a 100% unified either that's the issue leadership team or like like you've been and you've been here since the beginning so Mm -hmm. you've gotten to see all nearly 20 years of Mm -hmm. there's 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 tos that a lot of people know people like juggle Mm -hmm. guy and Mm -hmm. sheridan and matt dodzev like that like i'm thinking of midwest west coast Mm -hmm. east coast those are like some big tournament organizers and then it kind of trickles down like even then, it's not like there's an Illuminati, Illuminati group that decides everything and all that kind of stuff. It's just like mm-hmm. a very loose grassroots system where mm-hmm. the trends get set by bigger pieces of the of of the dominoes or or however, and then it goes down to the smaller stuff because the smaller mm-hmm. stuff follows suit. Or that's that seems to be how how it goes. The one thing I'll say that is a difference that I've seen is that the locals came back first coming back from mm-hmm. the, from the pandemic mm-hmm. so it's not like we got genesis to kick things off and now only now locals are starting up so i guess that is an exception but mm-hmm. you've you've seen this you've seen this in all of the smash communities as well like what are your either like what do you see that 
is a beneficial about this grassroots systems or something that you don't like about it? I think it's it's something that's just history keeps repeating itself. Um, it's like nobody the scene isn't unified properly. Um, and what I mean by that, or properly or even fair, um, because I've been running tournament, I've even ran tournaments for years, and um, there's a lot of politics behind it. And I noticed it's just a lot of these people, a lot, uh, uh, not a lot, but a handful of tos, uh, based off my experience. They just want their name out there to do something for the scene, to put, you know, they want to do something for the scene, but in the same token, they want their name to be out there as so-and-so person that does X, Y, and Z for the community. You know, it's kind of like they want to be the five gods, but in tournament form of the community. So they're willing to do whatever they can to be such. Um, I've I've gotten into like little stupid uh, controversy with with um other tos over the littlest things, and I'm just trying literally, I'm literally just trying to run a tournament and, and help the community grow, but they see it as a threat, so they will do little things to try to get the the um the venues that I would host events to either tell other players not to come to my events or um tell the the organizer the venue owners themselves to um you know not run these events, and the, those are just those are just the little things that, that add up, you know? And, um, I think, I think just the, the, in regards to TOs and just tournaments in general, people just need to be more unified and be more, uh, mature about how they, how they do these rules and how they figure things out. Um, and that was, that's been an issue for years in the community. And if, you know, uh, during the pandemic, it showed itself because everybody's home. So everything, nothing was, you know, nothing went, went past anybody's eyes anymore because everybody, all they had was the damn internet. You know, nobody was just playing tournaments. Everything was on standstill. So that's why we had all of these, you know, a lot of that exposure um, during, I think, last year sometime. So, uh, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to keep repeating ourselves a repeating history if the community doesn't get its act together, people stop um, doing these little circle jerks amongst themselves and not trying to, rather than help the greater cause of the community, you know? Um, and that's, and that's like implementing like responsible rules, rule sets, um, having some kind of system. And it's sad because now, we finally, right? We finally have what's it called? The uh, Smash Tour. Yes, what's it called? Smash Tour. And it's and this is something that should have been happening eons ago. With all the resources and you know community support we have, and and I, and you know no shade on March. Um, not about to say March. No shade on um, breast cancer awareness, but um. If we could have raised that much for breast cancer awareness, even though I know majority of the, a, bi a big chunk of the community did it because they wanted to be on Evo, but um wanted to, you know wanted to be selected to play on Evo, but if we could raise that much money for that, we should have a long time ago done something like that for the Smash scene to have like more majors instead of relying on Evo to do it because to be quite honest, with you Evo didn't give a rat's ass about the Smash Brothers community; they just wanted the numbers. 
and it showed throughout the years how they treated us um in regards to one year we we made it to evo and they didn't even have the decency to supply us equipment the players the smash scene had the last minute supply equipment for evo and the funny thing about it is like we let evo it's not like we put evo on notice it's like the following year it's like we was in, it's like the smash scene to evo we accepted the abusive relationship that we had with that evo and us had it's not it's not like it's like we we forgot about what happened and we just kept going back evo was supporting evolution even though they did those things to us uh in the past it's, it's nonsense why not just create our own infrastructure with our own resources and do things like smash or uh, tour should have been to that instead of worrying about other companies because on top of that we knew nintendo was freaking uh you know nintendo was not trying to support the scene the way we wanted it to, to be supported this nintendo supports the scene don't get it don't get it twisted but they don't support the scene the way we want Nintendo to support the scene, which is monetary, um, you know, just giving us money. That's never going to happen because Nintendo doesn't do that anyway. I think the only community they do it remotely to is, I think it's Splatoon. But Smash, they never really intended. They didn't make the game competitive. But it's like Nintendo, it's like they, they pulling us, you know, pushing and pulling us when it comes to um, whether the game is competitive or not. But I think overall, like, we shouldn't worry about uh, if Nintendo wants the game to be competitive or not. Because to be quite honest with you, um, anything can be considered uh, competitive. Like I tell everybody, there's freaking competitive fish tossing competitions out there. So it's like, you can make anything competitive. As long as you have the community support, the rules um, uh, instilled, you're good to go. So... Once we figured all that out, which is about time, we should have already been uh, putting our pool and our own money together to do these kind of things. And um, I think in order for us to move forward, the community has to be a little bit more unified and mature about things and not and not be so... I think and sometimes the community is so clicky. Like Some people I try to talk to, like just regularly talk to uh, about anything. Just say what's up try to do things with them, right? And they just give me the cold shoulder and they don't talk to me. Like, they don't answer my messages. So I'm like, I I mean, I don't get offended by it, but I'm like, why you act like that? Like, you can ask anybody in this community, right? Who messaged me or hit me up with something. Nine times out of 10, I'm going to message them. I'm going to hit them back to some degree. It may take me a while because they may hit me up on a service that I don't use that much or I don't check. But nine times out of ten, you're gonna hear back from Wes. Some of these other people, you can't even hear back to them. Like, hate to say it, sometimes they Hollywood because oh, you know they they feel like they they some top such and such. So it's like it's a combination of that. Um, people um full of themselves. It's just too much. There's too many moving parts and components, like bad moving parts and components, that's putting the community in a bad uh in bad shape. But you know, we're doing, the community's doing pretty decent for right now. But I think if we are going to do IRL events, the the tests should be um, 
locals for now. I don't think any majors should go down because what happens is majors, you're forcing, you are facilitating um, people to come a lot from different parts of the world to your event when potentially something can happen. Now, if it's a local and you get somebody coming from coming all the way from freaking, uh, let's just say New York City and someone coming from all the way California, it's not your fault. They came all the way from California. They know it's a goddamn local and things can happen, you know? Now, the major, you, major is a little bit different, man. The major is a little bit different because it's like, you're, like I said, you're enticing and facilitating um, people from all over the world. And locals are smaller, so you can put a cap. You can kind of test the waters to see how things work out. So I think majors should not be happening for another few months, to six months to a year. So the government figures out what the hell they want to do, like what kind of rules they want to uh want to implement and keep around for a while. But until then, we kind of playing red light, green light, one, two, three, <laughs> in regards to uh these events that we're hosting. It is a challenge. You know what I think of the opposite of Evo being is actually the Beyond the Summit team, where they mm-hmm. have that they have that the voting process where, you know, you Mm -hmm. either donate or you buy merch from their merch shop on smash GG and you can vote for a player to get in. So for melee and for ultimate, they had like prize pools above $150,000 because the community for each game for ultimate and for melee wanted to see, Mm -hmm. you know, such and such of their favorite players get in. And you do that by monetarily supporting beyond the summit who then puts forward a pretty good production and seems like everybody there for and it's an invitational that's the difference between evo and beyond the summit beyond the summit puts on invitational events there's like 16 players at the most and then all the mm-hmm. like the production staff and crew and commentators mm-hmm. as compared to evo where it's like you know it's like thousands and thousands tens of thousands of people like in las vegas or whatever so i get that there's a difference there but i like what beyond the summit does where they say hey nobody's being forced to spend you know extra money to vote a player in that's up to them that's how we invite the community to both support us and support the players since a lot of that goes back into the prize pool you know whoever gets first place is going to get a huge chunk of change but even the person who finishes dead last in bracket is is going to at least have <laughs> their travel paid for which is never the case even for winning a regional you don't necessarily get your flight or whatever paid mm-hmm. for you're just doing it because you love melee or you love ultimate whatever the game may be so i think of that as like a good example of and the smash world tour i think of those two as the example of when you can get a group of people together organize properly and execute a good event and continue mm-hmm. to build momentum because the smash world tour goes well if it goes well it'll only get bigger yeah and i'm hoping that is the case we it's a little bit it's a little bit uh, tepid or trepid whatever the word is it's a little bit up in the air right now for this year because there is the all of these like you said all these different moving parts with the pandemic stuff with the vaccine stuff masks whatever else you want to say hopefully they'll be able to pull all the events that they have planned off mostly invitationals like they're not doing a lot of open brackets for the smash world tour this year and we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. next year and yeah. then same thing for Beyond the Summit. Hopefully they're able to continue doing the invitationals well because as far as I know, after the Melee Summit and the Ultimate Summit, I didn't hear about, you know, like a player coming down with COVID or 
one of the staff members coming down with COVID, like, cause that's easier to pull off as compared to a major, like you said, well, it's just more people. Yeah, this, this, see, this, this is another issue with the Smash Brothers scene, right? I love you guys, right? But why are you guys, I, it just, it bugs me. I like to be on the summit mainly because they production, right? This is how you get sponsors to be involved and, and care about your community, right? I mean to to really because of the production, you know, you get the you get the crowd involved because you know they pay for players to come, they vote for players. Um, you know, obviously the voting system is all politics. Of course, because it's voting. <laughs> voting is in politics itself. So it's like you can't really get mad about that. You know, so that's that's a that's a no brainer. But the thing I like about the Smash Summit is every everybody wins. Everybody wins, basically. Like, the tournament organizers, right, they win because they get a good payout. Rather than, I know, uh, some of these majors, right, that these tournament organized host, they sometimes either break even or sometimes go into negative. And they spend three, they, they spend uh, three days having to bust their ass for people to just complain about stump, something, one little thing about they major, and then post it on Twitter, and then now they got to worry about, like, all of this stuff for no reason. I honestly think, people might hate me for saying this, I honestly think majors should be condensed. There got to be some cap on these majors. There can't be no Million Man March tournaments. I be seeing some majors where it be like a 1,000, 2,000 people. Why? You guys are... are are making things so hard on yourself for what? What do you need a thousand to two thousand people within your into your event? If you look at all the different uh major sporting events, other or other esports events, you don't really hear about no million man march tournaments. You don't. And then on top of that, you got a whole bunch of different events inside of the event. You got teams. Singles, squad strike, what is it? <laughs> crews, USA versus the world. Then you got regular crews. Then you got freaking what else? It's just even different games, got, like yeah, yeah then you got Lopez Brawl, yeah. yeah, you got Lopez. But that's but look, here's the crazy thing: that's just one Smash game right now. I'm saying one Smash game has eight events on its own. Then you got. That that's what that's ultimate we talking. Then <laughs> you got melee. Oh, we're gonna do melee teams, singles, crews. Then you got brawl. Game is dead. Stop doing that. The game is gone. Just let, let the that's another thing. Smash the, sometimes the Smash community doesn't understand like either having a super side event and and you know people play the game, but you gotta understand. The more games you add, the more attendees you allow at your event, the more money you're going to need to run your event. Your logistics are going to go up. So you get a 1,000 people, you're going to need more televisions, more switches, game cues, what have you. Then you're going to need more staff members. You're going to need more casters. All of that is bread. Rather than condensing it to something like Beyond the Summit, 
calling it a freaking day. You got your casters. You got one or two TVs. Players go upstairs and play. Call it a day. That's it. What they should do, to be honest with you, is they should work with the... If you still want to keep all of your... Your, your events with a whole bunch of people, maybe 100 plus people, they should start... This is something I would do. I was trying to do this with people, but nobody wants to listen to Wes. People want to say either Wes don't know what he's talking about or take my ideas and run it on their own and push Wes out, which is fine. I don't care. Like, I'm not... I, that stuff don't bother me no more because it's like, I'm already past the age where, I, you know, I, I'll give my input and I'll do what I got to do in the community, what, what have you, right? But my advice is this. Community literally should do this. Use locals. Since they happen every goddamn day, use locals as a, a point system to put you into majors and make the major something like um, Beyond the Summit. And everybody just comes out, you know, based on how well you do. Because the reason why that's good is because everybody eats. Everybody gets exposure, you know? Everybody's going to be running to look at those majors. I mean, those locals, local tournaments. And... Everyone is going to want to going to want to come to those local tournaments because they got to earn points in order to get into the big pot. And then what you could do is for a place like Beyond, uh, like if it was like a Beyond Summit ish kind of um, format, people you could crowdfund. Like as days goes by, weeks go by, you could crowdfund into that pool, and then the pool could get even bigger, even bigger, and it would probably take months. And then you don't only. You don't have to, they won't have to do no voting system. You know what I'm saying? It'll literally be players uh, earn their stripes because of the locals they went to and what have you. They could do it like that for now. But, you know, those that's just something I think could happen in the meantime. Instead of having all these, all these Million Man March locals, I mean, Million Man March locals, all these Million Man March major events, you know, that's just my opinion. I think we're doing... I think what we're doing way too much, way, way too much. We need to condense, we need to condense the games that we have at these events. Look at basketball, right? Look at basketball. It's one, you know, it's not too many people playing. It's not too many games going on at once. Um, it gives your viewers a razor sharp focus when it comes to them watching an event. And it doesn't drag on an event the whole day. Like some majors for Smash, Take about 11 hours, 12 hours. Your viewers, a lot of your viewers aren't going to watch that. I mean, I, obviously, you know, our viewership have been doing pretty decent. I, but I think we can even do better than that if we condensed it and had more of a laser sharp focus on how we orchestrate these events. Because let's be honest, when you watch a major, you're not going to... I personally don't watch the first day. I don't. Friday, I don't watch. Maybe Saturday. In the beginning of the Saturday, maybe, maybe I watch it. But for the most part, people care more so about the la about Sunday, the last day. Right, topic. You know? Yeah. Or later on on Saturday. Or if you watch it, maybe two hours or three hours. Because you got to understand, man, uh, retention. Retention is tough. It's very it's, Retention is tough. If we do get viewers, it's because people are just playing your joint in the background. But... That's just my standpoint on that. It's hard to, like, when it comes to Melee, it's like what has been done 
in like recent times, okay, we'll just go do more of that then. And I think what I'm hoping to see out of the Smash World Tour in particular, like I saw their original plan when they first announced this in 2020 before the pandemic like hit. Mm -hmm. They were talking about these are the events that you can go to where you can earn points to be put into the final bracket for the Smash World mm-hmm. Tour, which incentivize players to enter more events. Now, those were mm-hmm. they were talking about majors and regionals, and they said, hey, we'll do this for locals too. You know, Not that it's going to have as much value as placing well at a major, but the mm-hmm. locals as well, if you attend a bunch of locals, you'll, you'll get points for, for that as well, just not as much as going to a mm-hmm. regional or major and playing well there. And I thought that's a great idea because mm-hmm. one thing that do that more, right. I would love to see that happen once. I, I don't think that there's a quote unquote normal to return back to. I think it's just a new, <laughs> well, it's a new normal, like throughout the, all of your life. Right. It's not just because of, of a pandemic, but the, all that to say is that when locals, regionals and majors, can be held a little bit safer and whatever else where everybody, including yourself, starts to feel more comfortable attending, the rankings come mm-hmm. back in, all that stuff. That if yeah. we come up with a way to make locals, regionals, and majors all have like a little bit more ease of storylines by using a point system, that'd be great. I like, I like the idea that mm-hmm. you have. I like watching Top 64 of a major like Riptide because we can see matchups that we'll never see in top eight or that we are a lot less likely to see in top eight because a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of foxes, marths, falcos, falcons, one or two jigglypuffs, maybe a, a sparingly a peach or, or what have you will get there. But we don't often get to see like like characters like Samus or characters like Ganondorf or Luigi in top eights, right? So like that's one reason why top watching top sixty four of a major or top sixty four of an open bracket is really cool because you get to see some of those kind of matchups, but also see who are the rising stars. And I think that if if you do what Riptide did, I, and I think they did a good job of this, the between the commentary, like the people who were doing commentary and and people in chat are just being like, this is the person who's up and coming versus this is the person who is like supposed to be winning here so that you can come up with an underdog and the like the not the champion but just like the this is the person who's supposed to win like i think that's always really important going into a match that you know who's supposed to win Mm -hmm. and who's supposed to lose because that just gives you a natural Mm -hmm. storyline in your head of who you either Mm want to root for the person who's supposed to win the person who's supposed to lose yeah that's true but there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Even we it just, just just dissect how to make how to make melee, how to make ultimate, like in terms of its grassroots states, uh, better. But I've always wanted not only for money to be raised for really cool events to be run, but I would love to see in the future, and I don't know how possible this is, but like for something like the 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 code of conduct panel which has since been disbanded for melee specifically but i would love to see something like that be bankrolled where like the people who are on that panel doing all kinds of really tough difficult work to help the community have accountability would mm-hmm. also be like financially reimbursed for their time like that would be something that i would like to see in the future that's on my own personal wish list it's just something that mm-hmm. i don't know how possible it is to ever do but i like think about how there's not as much accountability in the scene as a whole as I would like to 
see for myself anyway. I think that a lot of TOs understand and respect the 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 role that they have not only to put on a sick event, but also to make sure that if someone is either being problematic or is harassing other people to like, you know, deal with that. But that's a lot of responsibility and it gets into legal tumbleweeds and having a group or like an organization to sort of fall back on like a code of conduct panel would be, I think would be very Mm -hmm. helpful, but it just, it's just so challenging when you're asking yet yet more people to do volunteer hours and to take time out of their day, out of their lives. Like it's, it's very hard to ask somebody to do something like that. And it's even harder to get something like that bankrolled by the community. So, but that's uh, something Mm -hmm. that I've always thought would be nice. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, that stuff could be possible, but it's just, um, you know, people have to be educated, um, public knowledge, and I think um, it could be made, like people could pay for these things if if the proper infrastructure was was put into the community. But I don't know, like, and the thing is too, as far as getting compensation for your time for that particular type of group, might be tough because I don't know if the community as a whole will be ready for something like that. Like, you know, they, they take mass serious, but I don't know if that's a particular serious thing for them to have, you know, they take mass serious, but I don't know if they will take that serious, like mm-hmm. enough to, or rather enough people will take that serious enough to contribute to it. Unless, you know, uh, the group had all of their, you know, all of their, their stuff together. If they had everything together to present to everybody and tell them what X, Y, and Z would be used for, what it's for, yada, 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 then maybe. You know, if they plead a good case, then there's a possibility, you know. But I still think the community still has a decent amount of space um, to mature. And it just takes that part of it takes time. A lot of people who are getting into melee nowadays are younger than 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 you that, that are younger than me. Like I'm I'm yeah. I don't want to say only twenty five. I'm making air quotation marks, but like I'll be turning twenty six in October here. So mm-hmm. there are people, one thousand percent people who are younger than me also. Mm-hmm. So like, I I was not the best person at age eighteen or fifteen or twelve, and I don't think nobody was man exactly. So like. Look, if you look at yourself, I looked at my old self. I'm like, what were you doing? <laughs> what, were you, what were you saying, Wes? What's the matter with you, bro? <laughs> so, like, how much room is there for you to grow as a person to, to like, make mistakes is a hard thing to say, especially, or it's more of a sensitive topic than ever, but, like, how much room do you have to grow and find, like, the better part of yourself through maturing and how much is it of the community saying you need to do that somewhere else? Like, so it is, it is extremely challenging on a bunch of different fronts, like to make the game more accessible or to make it safer, to make it more welcoming, Mm -hmm. to make the community more mature, more better. Like there's all kinds of different ways, but something that I always say to myself is like, just be what you want to see out of the community. Part of the reason Mm -hmm. why I wanted the podcast is because I wanted to hear the voice of someone who was like, and and is still like i'm not good at melee i love playing mm-hmm. melee and i love like 
watching Melee, following along with storylines and talking about the game. That's why I wanted to podcast, but I also wanted to like just try to speak more positivity into the into the scene because like I, I, not that I'm afraid to talk about negative things. Like we've been talking about like you know some like drawback stuff tonight. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I want to avoid those subjects, but what I'm saying is like try to always like just just put a little bit of an extra positive spin on it because yeah, have like balance basically. Hmm. You have some balance, you're saying, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, not that I feel like it's a negativity fest. That's just Twitter. Yeah, I got you. I but got like, you. Nah, yeah, I wanted to try to hear more of that voice, so I thought, well, I can do that. So that's part mm-hmm. of the reason why I'm trying to podcast, trying to talk to people like yourself, and I love hearing all like all these people, different people's perspective of like melee, and usually people have ideas of how things can be better. And so I'm, I'm glad that you think about the game and the community that way. So for the rest of the year, what is, what are things that you're trying to do for yourself? Like in terms of like, what do you want to see out of yourself or what do you want to see out of the people that you interact with within Melee? Um, or oh, in regards to Melee, I would like to, um, I have, you know, plan to keep, continue to stream. Um, enter a lot more tournaments, have like a little bit more streamlined schedule. Um, I actually had a decent schedule the last month or two, but um, for some reason my job they didn't like me. They you know they didn't like me for the last month, so they wanted to just give me these crazy schedules. Um, so you know my schedule's been all over the place, but um, I'm on vacation for like two weeks, so I'm using this time to kind of um put a few things together, but. Uh, I do plan on entering more tournaments, training a little bit harder, um, reaching out to more top players to uh, to train with me and play with me, uh, produce obviously more melee content, and um, that's that's basically it for melee. In regards to that, um, I know some players. Uh, I think I have maybe one or two members from DA that's trying to play again, but um. I have to hear back from them and see what they say in regards to that. I don't know. Like it, it, it's like this game is like some people want to come back, but it's like they know the amount of work they got to put in to be good at it. It's, it's kind of tough. <laughs> so that's that's why. But here's the thing. I The way I – another way I got into this uh, – back into the scene is I'm training. I, I think of it like this, right? I'm like a – Let's just say a retired person, right? Retired basketball player that still plays basketball, still does pickup games with his friends, uh, but takes it a little bit more serious than them, you know. And he's trying to, you know, he he goes to tournaments here and there just to show these kids he still got it, you know. Put them on his, put them on their lap, put put them on his lap, smack them up a little bit, send them home, make them remember who I was. Or just acknowledge that, all right, I'm still nice. Or don't sleep on me, you know? So that, that's kind of my my place in the community right now. I, I just plan on getting good at the game because I enjoy the game for what it is. Uh, going to tournaments and seeing how, you know, the stuff I had in my mind uh, gets put on the battlefield, like how well I put those things out there and just see what happens from there. And hopefully... I also encourage other people of my age that they could, you know, still 
you know, work, uh, have a wife, you know, be an adult um, and still play games and enjoy games and still play games at a high level and, you know, enjoy the community that you're in and do other things as well. Because some, not, a lot of people that I speak to, especially my age, they're like, yo, Wes, we're too old for this, man. We can't do this no more. Get about <laughs> it, man. It's over. I'm like, I know we old, rather old, but it's like, if you enjoy something, why not, you know, why not play it? Why not make, a, you know, make some time? Am I saying, am I going to do the same grind that I did when I was younger, like every single day, eight hours, like hours on end and all that? No, I'm not doing that because I've already um, seasoned myself enough to where I actually don't need to do that. I need to just, you know, have like a, a better schedule and utilize my basically I just have to utilize my time better and optimize it that's really what it is I don't need to since I'm already seasoned to the game and I know how the game works I don't need to put in all those hours like if I was to just start playing the game and get used to it you know the mechanics of the game I'm already used to the mechanics I just have to set aside time so okay for an hour I'm going to focus on this particular skills, I mean, this particular um, advanced technique or this particular strategy, and I'm going to perfect it. That's, those are the kind of, that, that's how I have to enter uh, training. So, and that's how everybody else of my age or people who are as busy as me um, need to do uh, things like this. You just, you got to be more organized, period. Like in general, you just got to be more organized with your time. You know? Yeah, I, can, I oh, know that for oh, myself. Oh, oh, oh. And come to think about it, right? In regards to melee, I want to also encourage people, especially gamers, to just be more healthy and, you know, fit. So I have some things coming in the works with that. It's just that uh, I've been dealing with a bunch of, like, uh, you know, a few personal things that I've been uh, getting over, and I'm slowly been able to do the things I want to do, you know? So. Awesome. And we can find you at places like youtube.com slash the legendary West or twitch.tv slash the legendary West. And what about Twitter also, but with the bonus seven, the legendary legendary West. Yeah. Some, some guy or girl took my name, whoever you are, please just give me my name. (laughs) Just like, just like Chris, right? Killer all shout outs to him. Um, Killer (laughs) NYC. Yeah, he had to change, yo, he had to do put NYC to all this stuff. I'm like, and then I think somebody on Reddit stole his name. And then they want, they, they literally want, they want the man to pay money for this crap. And he's like, yo, I'm not paying money. And then I hate it when people steal your name, right? People got your name. They don't even utilize it properly. They got your name and then they don't, you go to their Twitter or whatever channel they have. It's ghost town. They don't put no videos, no comments. No retweets, no streams, no nothing. So you just took it because you wanted me. You knew I was going to come. You was waiting for me. It's like they put money into the stock market, yo. And it was like, it's like a penny stock for now. But then once the person comes asking them for their name, it's like the stock just went skyrocket. And then now they went low. I'm going to give me like $100, $1,000. Like, why well, I got to give you $1,000 for my name that you're not even using anyway? Your name is probably freaking Bill or Tommy. And your nickname is probably nowhere near what you stole from me. 
but you're gonna take it because you know, because you know I'm coming. I'm eventually gonna have to need that. I'm gonna need that name. For someone who's as broken off as Kilo OR seems to be, uh-huh. I just gotta admire the fortitude of saying, "I don't care. I could pay for it, yes, but I'm not gonna." Uh-huh. Love that mental. Yeah, strength. why? Why should he pay for it, bro? <laughs> Back in the days, though, <laughs> we would we would find that per- we'll have to find that person. Like, yo, yo, run our name. Give me my name back, man. <laughs> Ain't that so? You find somebody on the street, be like, yo, run your yo. This is the New York coming out of me, right? Hood, New York. Yo, run your name, B. Run your name. Run. No, sorry. Run my name, B. Run my name. That's literally what we'd be doing to him, that him or her. We'd be like, yo. Run, run our name back, man. I need my name. But um, yeah, it, it's stupid, man. These people, yo, the internet is is such a a cringy place. It's it's sad, bro. It's sad. Like the people, the best the of the worst. See, yeah, like give me my name. Your name is not the legendary West. Stop it. And it's damn sure not Killer Or. Who nobody has that name. Who nobody else thought of that name. People don't even know why he made that name. Do you even know why? I think he told you, right? He told you? I'm sure he did. I just can't remember off the top yeah, of so my head. So anybody <laughs> who's, who's in here, basically, Killer OR is the name he made um, from a group he played. I think it was from um, Quake. And um, OR stands for the, his crew that he was in. And Killer is just uh, his nickname. So it's Killer OR. The OR is uh, the group that he was in. So that's the reason behind his name. Yeah, but so other people, familiar. they... They just take it because they want it. They want it, and they want this guy to just pay for it, man. Why you just got? Why y'all gotta do that to the black men, man? Just let us have our names. Always trying, always trying to sell our identity, man. But um, yeah, man. That's 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 basically what it comes to that, man. Those are the three most uh, active platforms that you're on, and you're streaming mm-hmm. a bunch, even if you're busy with your normal life stuff you're still streaming mm-hmm. a bunch so getting a hold of you not a big deal at all there was that one time of the of the of the dms but that was just hey that's not a big deal that's not a big deal i had mm-hmm. uh like commented on one of your threads about oh i can't get a hold of you like in the dms and you're like they're open i'm like um, um oh but, i see what i oh yeah there was something happened on twitter i think yeah. i have to accept them or something like that yeah, yeah i don't yeah. even know i didn't even know i set that up see i mean it's, it's not me getting old and being a boomer, but it's just literally, I don't know. It, it just <laughs> happened that way where I wasn't able to, because when I, when you told me that I look back, I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> I seen like, I seen like maybe like maybe one other person hit me up, but it wasn't like uh, a long time. They hit me up. Like it was maybe a week. I missed a, you know, missed their message. So yeah, anybody who wants to contact your boy, Wes, like hit him up privately. You can I'm not a I'm not a type of person that's gonna just look at your freaking you know, go on my phone and look at your your you know, your message to me on on um Twitter and be like, Oh, you're peasant. I don't need to contact you. Forget about you, you're peasant. I'm a, who are you? I'm not I'm not that type of person. Like you wanna talk and chill, you know, say whatever, say what's up. I got people who he, who be hitting me up like, you know, Wes, you inspired me to play the game. Um, I got a friend that wants to know these techniques and yada, yada, yada. Um, I told him, oh, well, I'm streaming at this time of day. Come through the stream. Just hit me up on the stream. You know, leave your chat. Leave some message in the chat. And then maybe I can show you guys, you know, what you're... Actually, some guy said that not too long ago. Yeah, he's, he was um saying that his friend saw something I did and he didn't know what it was. And I told him, well, I stream. Come to the stream and just we'll talk and figure out 
exactly what it was I did, and I could show you. Maybe he could learn it, whatever the case may be. Oh, that's another thing I'm doing soon. Um, Once I get my schedule together, I'm going to be uh opening up a coaching sessions, coaching sessions to um, uh, Metify. So very, very look cool. Out for that. Yeah, joining yeah. the coaching wave. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. So so I'm 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 definitely going to do that. I love hearing that. One more time, Wes. Thank you so much for joining me on no Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have any other topics you want to talk about in the future. You can hit me up. I mean, uh, I wouldn't like, you know, I'm I'm open to talk, you know, about different things within the community. Um, this doesn't have to be a one off thing. So, you know, don't think that all oh, I was rough. You know, I guess. Oh, now I might not ever get West again. Like, you know, I'm open to have a podcast shoot. I have a podcast next week, whatever. <laughs> if I'm free, I'll talk to you next week, bro. Like uh, that doesn't you know this type of stuff. I'm not that type of person, basically, you know? Unless mm-hmm. I'm super busy, then, you know, we'll, they will work some out. But I try right to make there. time for people, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I try to support people that seem genuine and cool about what they're trying to do, you know? You're doing this on your own, you know? Shout-outs to you for, you know, grinding out, putting the podcast together and do what you can. And, um, you know, my advice to you is, you know, don't stop doing it. No matter how small your audience is, you got to... At the end of the day, you got to do it for you and something that you like doing. And eventually, the way all of this freaking content creation is YouTube, the streaming stuff works, all it takes is one day freaking the stars could be aligned. Yeah. All of a sudden, your your thing just blows up. And, you know, and then it's up to you how you use that momentum to, you know, push you forward. So my, my thing for you is just do it because you like it. You know, don't do it because you, you want uh i guess a thousand people to look at you right away or you expect that like, you put up this video like damn i only got one view today like what am i gonna do you know like, like you gotta do it because you love doing this that's one reason why i came back to the scene because i enjoy doing it It doesn't feel like i'm not doing this because i'm looking for um only you know i'm enjoying doing it. obviously i like entertaining people at the same token but I'm also back in the scene because I, I genuinely enjoy the game. Some of my friends are like, yo, Wes, why are you playing this game for? I'm like, I like I like entertaining the people and I enjoy the game. You know, I enjoy the game a lot. So it's like that's that's how you got to, you know, conduct yourself when it comes to all of this stuff. And yeah, I really appreciate the advice. I I'm definitely locked in on doing it Mm -hmm. for me. I am appreciative of all the people who listen and Mm -hmm. the people who tell me, oh, I like what you're doing. I really appreciate that. And people like you who are willing to come on. I mean, like I've I've had on, you know, like other people who like, quote unquote, you know, big names or whatever. But I love talking to people who just are part of the melee scene and maybe aren't doing content creation. Maybe they're not making waves in a bracket, but Mm -hmm. they still are involved and they like the scene they like being in into melee or into smash in general those are really fun conversations too because you just get to hear about how people have melee in their life how they fit that in as well as everything else so mm-hmm. like if i were motivated by numbers i would just be like so much more anxious about all of this but thankfully it's just like yeah 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 sure um 10 views on an interview okay 
that's fine. And then maybe mm -hmm. the next one will be 60 and I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. And maybe the next mm -hmm. one will be like, I think Hello OR, I think ours got like maybe like 120, 150 views or something, which was pretty high for me specifically, but like I'm yeah, just yeah. still like not necessarily a uh, <laughs> not necessarily going to make waves for a little while yet, but I'll get there eventually and I'm just enjoying it for myself. That's mm -hmm. that's really what I care more about. Yeah, it takes time, man. 